The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Couture, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. Hey everybody, welcome to the winemakers. <laughs> there we go. We have our t- traditional, um, uh, what, our, our clink, clink? crystal clink. There. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, so I am with Bart Hansen from Dane Sellers and Brian Casey from Sante and Mr. Sam Katuri. There, I will, I will pause while you pour the rosé. wine pour number one. <laughs> well, last uh, last episode we dissected. Last episode we lost count at about seven. <laughs> we, we dissected a whole bunch of different zins, and uh, we we decided that we liked the Sonoma County zins. Sonoma. Sonoma Valley. Valley's in. Sorry. Sonoma Valley, Valley's right. In. Well, now, how do Not you... Not to be provincial. But. Okay, but how do you divide that, then? Sonoma Valley versus Sonoma County. I mean, the Zins go all the way up to Casey. Where, where's Sonoma County stop? Well, Sonoma County start, stops at the Mendocino County line. Okay. Isn't that a, isn't that a Willie Nelson song? <laughs> No, but there is a Jimmy Webb song, no, Too a, Young to Die, where he says, I'm too young to die. All I want to do is, is take my sporty car up to Sonoma County roads and drive those white lines, man. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So I'm too young to die. You so, know, I Sonoma. That song. Yeah, it's, it's a great one. Sonoma County is such a huge county, especially compared to our neighbors to the east. Um, uh, people don't understand that, you know, we have a lot more diversity probably than what they do as far as uh, what can grow here and what thrives and what doesn't um, in certain, in a lot of different areas. But that's perfect. And, it is. You know, I mean, we also they're have, one trick pony. Right. And yeah, so we have to, more freedom because of that. Correct. Because, because in Napa, to afford to have a vineyard in Napa, you, you have to have Cabernet. You have to. I mean, you could do other things, but... Uh, you, there's just people walking through random. <laughs> That's places. all okay. Uh, you can you can do other things on your vineyard in Napa, you know. But in order to pay for the property taxes, to pay the whole deal, um, the cost of land, you can't do anything but justify. What is the cabin. cost of land in Napa per um, acre? The what I just heard was uh, planted Napa Valley floor. Like four hundred to five hundred thousand dollars an acre, and that's floor, floor. So you can only grow certain grapes, and it's I, a certain style. That's it. Yeah, you I, get what you get. You can grow Cabernet the there, but you won't demand the same price you will up um, you up know, on up the mountains. On top of the mountains, right? Correct. So what's an acre go of mountainside? Well, they'd have to be for sale for somebody <laughs> to know. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, absolutely um, nothing for sale. I mean, I guess we can there. look up and see what. Gallo paid for stagecoach. Yeah, I mean they paid. They paid. uh, Well, what did the prisoner sell for? And that's. But the prisoner wasn't property. The prisoner was just a just a brand. Um, Stagecoach. Stage stagecoach uh, was that the prisoner was just an idea. Yeah, a brand. That's it. It is. I love it. Stagecoach was what 180 acres planted, and it was. A hundred million, eighty million, hundred and twenty million—I don't know. But it was the Krupp brothers got paid for that. Krupp brothers they got owned, paid. They owned it all. They owned it all, uh, and I think they get That's some a nice fruit from day. there for a while. But I think they, some of the gro- some of the winemakers had contracts that that, that would be right. honored. But then uh, after that, it was. But the Krupp brothers have already bought a winery in their... They're, they they bought a piece of property Where? there somewhere in Napa. They just yeah. bought another. Well, they had one hundred eighty million dollars. Right. No, anywhere no. they wanted. <laughs> that's right. a lot they, of dough. They, they bought a new pad. wallet, man. So <laughs> if that's the case, one hundred eighty million dollars, one hundred eighty acres planted. The whole property is like three, yeah. three, four hundred acres. Um, but planted, you know, then you're talking a million dollars an acre for prime, you know, you know, premium. And are they growing mountain. spectacular fruit there? That's the idea. Um, it's world class. I mean, California, yeah, you're talking about one of the most well-known vineyards in yeah, California. Okay. And the, the work that was put into that vineyard because of the big rocks and stones that were there. I mean, they're, to, to make that stuff plantable. And, the, and you, and you well, have... Well, hell, Phil would have done that instantly. 
make it plantable. <laughs> oh, this this took years, and they yeah. had they had everything: Marsan, Roussan, Viognier. I mean, you had they do have Syrah, every they have you, every you got it all up there. there. Yeah, every every single plant. Yeah, great vineyard. I mean. So anyway, we were talking about Sonoma County uh, at Sonoma Valley uh, versus anything else in terms of the Zen last. Uh, episode and we found that we had three great ones. Uh, you know, I don't want to you know play favorites, but uh, well, I mean, you know. we do have a Sonoma Valley bias in this room. Let's face it. No, I don't think so. I mean, I'm look. <laughs> I, I fully I admit. No, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I totally do. Napa is for auto parts. I don't. Sonoma I is don't for great that. wine. I don't. I don't say, say that. I don't say that. We do have uh, look. I mean, you've got land there. I, we have we have yeah. we have vineyards that we farm there. We make wine from Napa vineyards. In fact, we have a Napa Grenache Rosé that we're pouring in my glass right now. Um, and now there's what did you great pour things me? going in 2015. What? So this is uh, I probably won't say it right. Uh, Chateau Prado. How, how would you pronounce Prado. it? You're the Somalia. Yeah. Uh, Prado. I think you're perfect Prado. right there, Sam. Uh, so this is... <laughs> you're the Somalia. You, you must have taken French. French. <laughs> <laughs> you know how to pronounce things. I'm just a, I'm just a farmer. Um, it's it's someone's name. It's not a grape. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, Bandol. Today, it's Bandol. It, so it's it is rosé. We're doing rosés because it's summer. And, and well, that's sp- supposedly it's time. National Rosé Day today. It's... Uh, Somewhere is, on Instagram is what I saw on Instagram, but it's on, also and, uh, probably like national fake news. It's national actually Spotted Dog Day. No, it's National Ice Tea Day as well. National, national Ice Tea Day. Sock day. Exactly. So are they talking about the beverage or the rapper? No, the rapper. It's a National Ice Tea Day. <laughs> <laughs> and it could be National Oyster Spawning Day uh, down at Drake's Bay. So. National Oyster Spawning Day. Yeah, there you, you go, go. Watch the oysters spawn. Absolutely, man. It's is very that, fun. You ever done is, that? Is, is that safe for podcasting? <laughs> so today is all about rosé, and again, welcome to the winemakers. So, uh, Sam, you started out with this 2015. Now, this is a beautiful rosé, quite strong. This is my opinion. Pretty damn bold. Um, you know, probably 100% Mavedra. Right. Um, savory, big, yeah, juicy. It is. Uh, you know, I, I can't imagine that this is. All purpose pressed. Um, I would say that there's got to be a, a fair amount of signe in there for the amount of juiciness that it has. Um, Define a, that. Okay, so and, and I think we've talked about this a little bit before, but there's essentially two routes to make rosé. Rosé is wine made from red grapes. There isn't like pink grapes out there. I mean, kind of, but rosé you make from red grapes, and you can do two things. You can pick it. Early, because you don't want to have quite the same alcohol and, and sugar levels in, in rosé as you do with red wine. So you can pick it early, and you basically treat it like white wine at that point. And you take it from the vineyard to the press, you press the juice out, you get juice, you get a little bit of color, not much color, because the color comes from the juice sitting on the skins in the fermentation, the maceration, that's where you get the color in red wine. Um, so you could pick to press... And ferment that, and that's one way to make rosé. And then you can actually should let the winemaker really talk. Um, Bart, the, well, up and then, to the and table, then Bart. Sinier, which, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I'll let Sam take a breath. Now. Uh, um, okay, take a, <laughs> take a breath. Go. There's Sonier, um, and a process for that is where you might um, you've picked some grapes for making red wine, and what you do is you bleed off a little bit of the juice uh, before it starts to ferment on the skins, and you take that and make rosé out of it. It tends to be a little bit higher in sugar, so therefore it tends to be a little higher in alcohol. It Because it has, the grapes are farther along in their fermentation, you might get a little extra color, and you also might get a little more influence from the skins. Um, it tends to make a little more full-bodied um, rosé as opposed to a more delicate rosé. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Um, and like he says, there's no wrong or right way to do it. Um, why would somebody do that, you might ask? Well, it helps with concentration on the red wine you're making because you have less juice-to-skin ratio. Right. So it makes a more concentrated red wine. So you kind of get the best of both worlds. Um, but it's hard because you have to balance that alcohol with rosé. This is 13.5. So they say. Well, and yeah, you can never trust the French with these ones. And, and but I can guarantee that it, it was or Sam, in general, it was or Sam that got me into rosés at all. Right. I mean, his his from last year was absolutely stunning. Well, 
and and then I, I you know I, I I had some Peter uh, Mathis. His Grenache rosé was and you know Mouvedre is a full bodied variety, and so therefore this this wine it's got some guts to right. it, and um, and it's nice. It's very nice. W- would you agree that um, it's probably a mix of Signe and Purpose Breast? Yeah, I think. so. I mean, that's what I, that's what we do with with yeah. ours, um, and you get a little of those. Sort of best of both worlds, right. the crispness and minerality of right. you know the. Purpose I mean, Mouvedre's Mouvedre has great color. This wine has some color to it, mm-hmm. and Mouvedre is known for having great color. But when it's um, not quite ripe yet, I mean, it's that's one of the things that comes late for most grape varieties, where the color comes. I mean, that's one way to determine ripeness. Is yes, you may be at the right sugar, but are the skins fully ripe? And you know, if you squeeze the skins, you don't get any color on your hands maybe they're not fully developed yet and that's what you would get more purposely with rosé than you would for making red wine i've got that perfect photo of you squeezing uh, the yeah. grape and it's just so purple well, but it's that's a, you know but that's uh that's alicante though so alicante is there uh, uh, yeah yeah one of the few that has has red juice red, red juice flesh. Has, you know, alicante red boucher alicante yeah, boucher so. yeah. and, i just like to say that well, yes. Yeah. That's why we plant it, just so we can say it. We don't know how to spell it, but we know how to say Shannon it. Shannon Blanc. Right. <laughs> what do you think of the rosés, Brian? It's good. I, I really love Bendal. Bendal is one of those things, it, every year it gets harder and harder to source those if you're buying wine for a restaurant. Everyone loves the Domaine Tempier. Is the, $50 the a that, bottle for Domaine Tempier you know, rosé. Yep, right it now. used to be really? affordable, yeah. and now you know, you're know you paying a lot of money for it. Um and, Thank you, sir. and if you haven't had a Movedra f- uh, from Bendal, a red wine from Bendal, I recommend Steel doing that. Um, you know, people have always had the rosé from Bendal, but to actually have a, a red still wine um, from Bendal is, is interesting because they're very familiar with um, working with uh, Movedra, and some of the wines are stellar. Um, and now I'm working on the, uh, now we're going into one of Sam's first rosés his um, the poorest business model ever what i think is the greatest <laughs> business model ever is bad business rosé pro just is just because have, you drank it all well that's just, part of it to have no, the two different vineyard designations for the rosé and i think that's a great idea cuz um, well this is the steel plow this is the steel, steel plow yeah. which uh, which is the john deere oh. family Right, mm-hmm. and that's why it's named Steel that's Plow. That's why it's called the Steel Plow. Be, I think Landmark uh, used to use most of the fruit out of. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were the uh, ones who planted it. it. Was the was the Wilma C four or something like yeah. that? I don't know. The guy who works in my tasting room, Ben, has totally perfected that story, and I just repeat it. So I, you know, I don't know exactly well, what her name Ben's was. Ben's around the corner hanging out. Is, he, so, is Ben yeah. here? <laughs> right. I think. Um, oh, so anyway, the, the, the color looking. difference uh, between this and the and the. Uh, uh, Chateau, whatever. Um, Come on, it's, it's huge. <laughs> Just call it the Bandol. Just say the Bandol. Oh, the Bandol. I mean, there that um, steel plow has got mm. acid for oh my God. days. I know it's. I'm. I'm actually salivating right now in the back of my mouth. Unbelievable. Stop that, man. If we could just. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Uh, what is what Bottle is the that, uh, baby. oh god yeah sixteen six hundred dot com winery sixteen six winery sixteen six will not be available on the um, website unfortunately you can yeah. call me and maybe if you're hearing uh, this podcast come I, to the tasting room because that'll be where I'm selling it from I would get hooked up and buy some of this wine uh, vinyl Sunday I'm bringing vinyl Sunday back July second red white and rosé that'll be my official yes. rosé yes. release day but. Frankly, at the rate I'm going, it'll probably be sold out. By and then. who's spinning records? I didn't quite catch who's going to uh, Oh, spin I didn't it. announce oh, it. I didn't announce oh, it on, the, right. on, the, uh, yes. on the Instagrams when it first hit. But uh, by the time you'll be listening to this, the world will know. I, I got the mayor, uh, Rachel, Rachel, Huntley. Rachel Hundley. It will be spinning records. She's bringing uh, the first dog of Sonoma, Sam Seaborn. And uh, we'll see. We'll see what kind of music Rachel likes. Wow. I mean, not that I would necessarily make my voting decisions based on the kind of music that somebody plays, but I would totally not vote for somebody who plays shitty music. Well, if you like <laughs> Neil Diamond, you will have a good day. <laughs> Sweet, no pressure, Caroline. <laughs> no pressure. Ba, ba, da. Yeah, okay, I was hoping yeah. I could uh, sign up for a uh, Vinyl Sunday DJ, but now it's a lot of pressure. You can, dude. <laughs> Why not? You play what he has, or you bring a couple. I mean, when, when the first time when I was here, well, you, it was actually with one Jeff, of the, one of the early ones, and it was raining. I brought uh, Derek and the Dominoes live at the Fillmore 
Let It Rain, and we played that as the first one. Oh, that really? Was, that was it. You know, twenty minute song is perfect. You know. Right. And <laughs> it's like my first set <laughs> show. So you know? and then then I backed out and let Jeff do it. So you know, first the first Grateful Dead show I ever went to, we went to see the Neville Brothers opened for him. It was on oh, Mardi Gras. Those guys were so that, good. Yeah. And yeah. and so we went through that, and we left about two hours into the show, and I think they were on their second or third song, <laughs> and I and I had no idea what was going on. Everybody plays the fool sometimes. <laughs> Get it, Aaron. There you go. <laughs> that guy's got such a voice. Man. Who knew? Who knew, who knew? Brian Casey had pipes like this? Oh man, he's, he's oh man. Aaron Neville used to. The Neville brothers used to come to a Dishmere restaurant in Petaluma because mm. one of our one of our waitresses was was uh, sleeping with one of the Neville brothers. <laughs> so whenever now they came know. to town, we now to, we know. We, we have to compare notes on that because. <laughs> I worked at a record store in Petaluma, and mm-hmm. Aaron used to come in with the owner John. Yeah, and um, Cecil. No Cecil idea. is a, no a, Cyril. Cyril, that was the, that was him. Yeah, and they, <laughs> so they'd come in to eat all the time. They're cool cats. Yeah. Yep. And they ever pay a bill? Uh, How they tip? No, no, no. Okay. Always tipped. Okay, good. No, good. Good tippers, always. Good man. tippers. Yep. Good tippers. I will makes the world go around. Yeah. Hey, do you tip um, at tasting rooms? Is that a... You should. Yeah, that I, I, silence? Do. I do. No, no, I do. <laughs> well, I, I do if I'm there and it's a service situation. Um, you know, you go to Pangloss and they're bringing you the little you know, the little carrier with three glasses and bites to eat and things like that. I mean, it's a, it's a service situation. So I, and I tip. We, we get tipped here in the tasting room. I, I feel kind of awkward about that being the owner getting tips, but they just go into the, the taco fund for the most part. Um, well, I think that's a new thing at, at the, I noticed this at VJB and uh, Wellington is they start to print out the credit card uh, receipts with a line for mm. tip included. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, it's um, been so so long. they sort of, they sort of hope that you're going to put a tip in there. Well, you know, I mean, I tossed somebody 10 bucks or 20 bucks. I, you know, I took folks to Sojourn the other day. They didn't buy anything. I'm the one who, I'm so embarrassed about it. I buy a bottle of Wooler Vineyard, you know. Uh, well, that wine's not very Pino. good anyway. And well, <laughs> point is that. I didn't know, like anything. I, you know. Sojourn's office is like, he's probably got a, like a, you know, a micro, telescopic microphone over here with you a know, bat. You know, like, <laughs> you go out, your tires are going to be flat. <laughs> Sorry, Craig. I love your wines. Gap's crown, baby. Hey, All the way. It's 35th wine world. For, for me, it's the Waller Vineyard. I mean, it's for my taste, that, you like that's that, beautiful yeah. Pinot stuff. Yeah, so. totally. But, uh, you know, I mean, I just tipped the guy 20 bucks because I was a little embarrassed that they didn't buy anything. I expect, if I'm going to a tasting room, I'm not going just to taste. I'm going to buy. I mean, I'm, right. I'm going there because I want to go there. And, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's ended up, I've gotten some pretty good friends. Now, you know, I trade photo, or it's not trade, but I mean, every time I go to imagery to see Dory or any of the folks at, at the tasting room that I know anymore, they've had a great turnover. But, I mean, I take photos in there, and they, you know, Dory just said, oh, my God, I've been looking for something for my living room. This is perfect. You know how much you want? So it's it's yours. Somebody else. Oh, photos. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, big big enlargements of you know something in France and and uh, you know, but it that's my tip for them. Well, I think what you're talking about is good. If you have a relationship with the people at the taste room and you're bringing friends in and you're not buying something, they they know that you're a local and that you're going to come back and that you're a supporter. And so I don't think that's such a oh absolutely uh, big deal. And we don't expect every friend to. That shows up with somebody, one of our you know local patrons. That every person that they bring is going to be a big buyer. Um, but you know, you certainly have a reputation, John. Uh, at least here, a of, bad of, one. <laughs> no, no, no. Of bringing people who who buy wine. Well, that, that, yeah. that's the idea. You're supposed to. I mean, you don't go in just to taste wine. What do you What do you actually get? You know, when what did you call it? One ounce, uh, ten minutes, one ounce, uh, something two, like that. two ounces. I mean, you, you basically you know, getting two, two or th- yeah, two yeah. ounces in five and, minutes to to judge a wine. Yeah. And and you can't do that. I mean, the yeah. the tasting room model is broken. And well, it's it it's it's changed a lot. It's changed a lot, John. I mean, um, absolutely, the old tasting room model is broken. Right. Um, so we've all moved into what Sam's doing, and a lot of other people are doing. We're making it more of an experience. And that's well, a, I like that's a positive. You but mi- it, you it, missed Steve Law's tasting lounge, quote unquote, uh, 
with spa music. And yeah, I mean, and, and 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 the ladies from Maine behind us buying and, and you know getting involved in the podcast. It was it was great. And Steve, our own, you know, James Paul, him doing the. Got the Austin Martin money penny. Right. <laughs> it was just a, the I guy with the it. accent doing accents. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> but John, I think it depends on what the what the goal is for the for the taste room too. Is that when you have a place like um, like Chateau Manalena, like Kundi, like um, you know these these big places that have national distribution, they're not necessarily depending on every person that comes in the taste room to buy wine for them to survive Which is why they charge them. it's 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 just kind of reinforcing the brand but when you have someone like sam i mean sam's you're relying on people to come buy wine and then hopefully get hooked up on the you know on the wine club and the website and um, continue to purchase wine so it's i think it's just a different um, business model well yeah i mean jeff Cohn is not going to make a living off of me buying two casadas yesterday right you know he wants me to but you know he's he's trending in the this direction also i mean they in his tasting room they've put in a little private table that tasting room is they've done a really nice man. job it's uh, worth I, coming uh, to sonoma uh, and checking out jeff cones not only because it's only like half a block from mine uh but <laughs> well we walked down yeah, here exactly, yesterday after exactly. being there so no, it's, um, it's a tough jeff walk is, jeff is going in that direction though where um he is relying on you and um you know ten thousand of your friends to come in and Buy two bottles, but you have um, to. I yeah, mean, that's the, the way. It, it, it is a business. So uh, and well, and 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 the you know the three tier system for small wineries just doesn't it's work. Really, what's broken? Right. right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can't. You can't. You can't. You'd get lost if one of us was in a book. We would get lost with the distributor, and especially when you go on. We looked earlier at one of the larger wine companies and looked at all their brands. And you see how many brands they have, and you know that they have their own book, uh, and a lot of them mean nothing more than just a name. Um, you, you're never you, a, a, a small winery has to identify with and be specific. Well, Brian, you have been buying wines for years and years and years. What do you look for? Do you ever bounce anybody? Do you ever say no? This is crap, or you don't tell them to their face, but you just don't buy it. Well, I think at the Girl in the Fig was really different because we were we were exclusive to Rome varietals, so you sort of limited the market immediately right there. Um, and especially if you're looking for a wine list to have four Sonsos or Carignans or Cunois on the on the list. <laughs> Then um, you're kind of someone walks in the door and says they got a Kunwa. You're like, ooh, sit down, right. let's talk. Um, but you know, when people at regular restaurants, someone comes in and says they've got a Chard or a Cab, it's perfect for your list. Um, then you know it doesn't pique your interest that much. But um, you know, I, I think we always look for something unique and interesting. I always look, for, and that's how I met these guys. This is how I you know found Sam and and Bart was through unique and interesting wines. And, and you one of the wines that you really loved, I know, was uh, Chambon Bleu. Oh, yeah. When you find something like that, a great story and great wines. Um, um, also that wine and, and from South there, Africa that yeah. we found with the Baboon Selfies. But, I mean, see, we, I can't even remember the name on that. It was Fa right. Fable Mountain? I think you're right, Fable okay. Mountain, right. And I would buy another six-pack of that today. Right. I mean, it was just, it had something that was absolutely stunning in South African wines. Right. What the hell am I doing drinking South African wines? Right. It South just Africa's ha happening. It was, it, it's on its, it's it was on its way. really, really kind of back in. beautiful yeah. stuff. I think Sandra, although, asked me one day, does Brian know you're the only person drinking this? <laughs> so well, I think I bought out the rest of your stuff. There's got to be someone too, selling it, too. But I I'll always like talking to the winemakers. I love that that Bart would bring the wine and that, that I could talk to Sam. Sam would come in and sit at the bar and I could talk to him. That's a big thing for a wine buyer is when, when you're actually getting a chance to talk to someone because then you can translate those stories that they're telling. If, if they're telling you about what's going on in the vineyard or, or how they did a bottling one day. Yeah, it's one-to-one. -one. The customers that are coming in, your guests that are coming in, I think 90% of the time when you're describing wine to people, it's not, oh, it has blackberry and oak and this and that. You're actually telling a story. They, they want to hear about the dog at Muscardini, um, you know, the Tasting House dog. They want to they hear about Bart. The dog that about, does rack and riddle. They want to know where Curry is. They yeah. want to know where Curry is. It's, it's, and it, it, that's serious. They want some personal connection to the wine is what people are looking for. And, and um, so that's how I tried to buy wine was, a, was I think, um, when I was buying wine for the girl in the fig, we had a very, I had a very thoughtful approach to the wine. So it was very, and it was a personal thing. It's so interesting. Uh, the, I think the only thing I'm drinking there now is the McLaren Syrah. 
They've gone to such a... I don't know anymore because everything is private labeled. Uh, private label. You yeah. know, it's, Ooh, it's, which, speaking I, of which... Yeah. Sorry, I'm going to... No, no, I'm, no. I'm going to shift you. So Dude. Sarah Stirch, our local uh, oh, yeah, Sarah. Uh, blogger here, yeah, food Sarah. blogger um, locally, did a little um, article. So she, she was trying all the local rosés to see... Which and I, didn't, I, I, don't I know, didn't submit any of I, I don't know if this was an excuse for her to just have a fridge full of rosés or not. It which, is. Which I can well, totally no. see. Sarah, no, I can Sarah will probably I, listen I, to I this and we can probably dude. say without any qualms that, yeah, that's probably... Yeah, because I, I remember... She's stocked for the summer. Right. I love Sarah. She's a right. sweetheart and she's smart. Um, yeah, because I remember seeing a picture of her refrigerator and there was no food in there. It was just all these rosés <laughs> that she was collecting. But she, well, did, she, you know, um, she lives next to Sonoma Market. She doesn't need to have a fridge for food. Sure. She just has a fridge for rosé. <laughs> well, she's eating out all the time anyway. She doesn't eat at home. Um, but um, a couple of the wines that were were mentioned. One was the Girl in the Fig Rosé. Um, that every year they do a unique blend. Um, um, Doug Marjoram from um, um, Santa Barbara um, does a nice rosé for them. And then um, Cindy Costco, her Tempranillo rosé was mentioned. So I just wanted to get that out there. Um, and I think she's been getting some good press on it. Cynthia does a great job over there. Well, yeah. Passaggio's a nice, nice little place. It's yeah. the, a survivor there in, yeah, in Vine Alley. In Alley. Right. Um, and now I noticed she was making something with Henry Mathis. Well, um, his Henry uh, Henry, who who is a local guy who has a Grenache Blanc in his front yard and a little Marsan in his backyard, literally down the street. I like from, that. It's 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 literally like you go to your friend's house and instead of them having grass in their front yard, they have like four rows of grapes. And in their backyard, instead of having a oh, I deck, think I know exactly they where have, his house is. It's right past the just Sonoma's best. Sonoma's just best. Past the, it's the next place on the left. And um, he was having his wine uh, crushed in Napa at a custom crush facility. But this last vintage, so him and Cindy got together and they um, they did it there at uh, Passaggio with um, with her and Steve. So. Uh, um, yeah, I think they just decided to keep a little more local. That's great. Right. Well, yeah. Just down the street. Uh, just down the street. And his, his Grenache Blanc is amazing. If, if, if you haven't had a chance to try it, it's really good. Well, now, back to the rosés, because I'm just on the Steel Plow mm-hmm. 16600. Absolutely wonderful. Yeah, uh, try, now, try the, try the Grenache. Di- that's, a, that's a different vineyard. Yeah, okay, I want to try now, that one. Is this what I bought a case of last year? Yes. Okay. Yes. So this is my favorite. Well, no, but this is the, the, <laughs> new, the, new, the, the new one. Yeah, okay. Wait, John, give it up. Get it, get it out of his hand. <laughs> mm. He's not giving it up anymore. I'm not giving it up at all, man. No, never. Uh, uh, ding. ding! That wasn't me, was it? That was me. Oh, okay, that's okay. Napa Beautiful Valley. Stuff. Where is this from, Sam? In so, Napa Valley. Speaking of Stagecoach, was was that this episode or last episode? Uh, uh, speaking of Stagecoach, so Stagecoach is at the top of Soda Canyon Road in Napa, coming off of sort of the south east edge of the valley um this vineyard is about halfway up soda canyon road to stagecoach again uh you know tiny B- little bigger vineyard. bigger than the much other. bigger M- much bigger uh more almost more in line with the with the bandol than uh yeah. than the steel plow yeah, uh, much more similar to the bandol wow. beautiful you know we've got to figure out if you can you know inhale the alcohol if you can inhale alcohol yes I don't know. They have this powdered alcohol now. I don't know if it's legal in every state, but there's supposedly there's like powdered alcohol that you could you know bring in a little like sugar you know packet of alcohol to the bar and just order Coca Cola and save a lot of money. Add in your own um, taste rum and core. I I can't even. I can't imagine like a brick of wine for you know when when (laughs) a brick of wine. Well, when when um, you know it was. Illegal to make alcohol, and uh, you know, and when when did it actually become illegal? After the Roaring Twenties, no, and then it no, came during the Roaring Twenties. I, I always celebrate the repeal of prohibition, and I should know right. this. What is the um, beginning of prohibition? Yeah, the end of prohibition was December, and, and everybody 7th. goes to their iPhones here, so it's like nineteen eighteen. Okay. No, no, 1920. 1920. Okay. So yeah. Carrie Nation fi- finally got her point across, and they made it illegal. How long did it State even by last? Well, if you were in sake. Chicago, it just didn't happen it at didn't all, right? It didn't last at all. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's interesting. Um, everybody puts sulfites in their wines. Not everybody. Not everybody. Okay. 
Not Uncle Tony. Okay. <laughs> so, Uncle um, Bobby on this there one. is a new unit out called a, Ed, help me. Ulio. Ulio. Have you seen this unit? It, you put it over your glass or you can put, uh, put it over the decanter or whatever, and it takes the sulfites out. Wait a minute. All Wait right. A minute. Let's Wait talk a about Wait this. A I, I got I, I to think I, about this. You need a microphone? Ed? I have a bridge in Arizona I'd like to sell you, John. <laughs> Julio, which means July, right? Okay. Ulio. Ulio. It is a Chicago startup. They have a selective chemical filtering process that pulls only the sulfites out of the wine as it passes through. So kind of like a Venturi, like one of those uh, little things that, that opens up Correct. the wine? Correct. In, in fact, depending on if you're using red or white, you can turn the aeration on or off. Right. Um, but people like me, if I drink more than you know three quarters of a bottle, I'm going to get an insane sulfite headache. Really? This thing completely pulls it out. It's Have you done like side by side? Yes. To see what the wine, if it's yes. affecting the flavor of the wine at all? Yeah. No, it does not affect the flavor of the wine whatsoever. In fact, that was one of their biggest goals. They could have gone to market two years ago and didn't because they were f- perfecting the filter process. That's what I want because to know about. Because they do not what want are they? to mess with the, the taste of the wine whatsoever. Right. And it's, and it's just a, at consumption point is their goal. Correct. Not, not like an industrial wine side application. Right, because their, their point is sulfites are necessary. You know, that's why we can enjoy wines from around the world. Right. But once you are ready to consume, pull it out. Is this yeah. one of our new sponsors? Could be. This <laughs> it's a very interesting concept. We, I really want to. I, I want to see one. I want to see one. Try yeah. some out. We could do. We could do a sulfite. And what would they use as a filter? I wonder. Science. Well, <laughs> well, the, the, the founder of the company was is a, a chemistry engineer, chemical engineer from right. Northwestern uh, Technology Institute. Uh-huh. Northwestern. That's an okay school, right? It's an okay school. Okay. Yeah. So is this a copyrighted thing? I yes. Mean, so this is a patented yes. thing. We wouldn't be able to. They're not going to tell us how they're doing this. Probably not. Okay. We wouldn't understand anyway. I mean, maybe Bart would, but I, I would. I yeah, <laughs> I was hoping Bart would kind of explain it to us. I mean, I went to Petaluma High School. Uh, Bart doesn't get it. Trojans. <laughs> <laughs> okay, very interesting though, because I know this is a this is a thing. Um, people talking about it really and, enhances my enjoyment and uh, ability to consume more of well, the beverage I enjoy so much. Okay, right? since we have you I on the so mic, hold on, we, because now we, because this is a thing. We were talking about natural wine a couple shows ago, and now th- I think mainly what people are concerned about is is um, sulfur or sulfites. And this is the only thing I ever hear people talk about is, oh, do you have a, a wine with no sulfites? Well, most of the time, ninety nine point nine percent no. Is this a thing in Chicago, or people actually? concerned about sulfites or is this a personal thing for you well it's a thing for me because i am sulfite sensitive uh-huh. i get like i said i get a really really bad headache how do you right. deal so, with uh like freeze-dried or uh, dried apricots and stuff right stuff like that i haven't really tried i really don't have an answer there well, because they use free. they use so large sulfites, amounts of right, sulfur the preservative those. right but i i don't really consume a lot right. of that kind of yeah. stuff I'm, i've always kind of wondered that so that's that's, that's a great question so, so i mean i i have loved wine salad bar since i became of drinking age you know, you know 30 years now and um i always have to hold back because i know what's in store for me you know the next morning but how did you isolate that? Like, how did you figure that out? Did it was it right away, or you? That a took buddy a of mine. In fact, my buddy Dan Filato, who is Artie Lang's producer, uh-huh. one of his best friends in the world is Harry Shearer, who okay. I have had the opportunity to meet over the over the years. Yeah. Harry is in if it's almost in the same room, he gets a headache. So he drinks a lot of Italian wines because he maintains they don't use sulfites, right? And that's how I got into it. So I, I tried one of the wine out with him one night, and I'm like, I didn't get a a headache the next morning. Right. And I'm like, well, there's got to be something to this. It's got to be the sulfites. Right. So that's th- that's how I figured it out. And then you somehow, these guys, were, were they based in Chicago? This, they were a this... Chicago startup. They right. started with a kick funder, uh, Kickstarter right. um, uh, beginning, right. and they, they blew it out of the water with the funding. And uh, I got involved and, and got my first unit right after the Kickstarter campaign. How long ago was that? About, uh, about eight months ago. Okay, so I haven't seen anything about yeah, this yeah. here. That's I'll, fa- I'll, I'll text you all guys uh, yeah. the website and stuff. There's a great video of everybody and how it works okay. and everything. Just send us a couple when you get home. Sure. Yeah. Well, because I know in California, even even if it didn't work, you would sell a ton of them. With that, with that story, um, people well, here in California would eat that up. You know, uh, and there's always this thing, is it the sulfurs, the histamines, 
um, you know, within the grapes. And, um, you know, the fact is, is that there are probably a lot of Italian varieties that don't use any sulfur or very low amounts. And then there's ones that they're through the roof. Um, right. So it, it's it's always been a very interesting conversation for me. Right. You can de- check it out at Ulo Wine, U-L-L-O Wine dot com. Cool. Okay. Very cool. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Podfather. The Podfather pod weighs in. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Well, poof, in a cloud of smoke, well, he's gone. And when, and when <laughs> it wasn't a cloud of smoke; it was a cloud of barbecue. <laughs> it was, it was, it was hey, the brats. You know what? <laughs> Dope tell bears. You. Okay. <laughs> Although we drank a lot of wine yesterday, you know, you, uh, did you get up with a headache this morning? Uh, a little bit, you know. But we. Oh, we, you didn't bring it with you. No, you didn't I bring didn't the. Bring it with me. Ah, okay. Uh, but it's just happening right now. Yeah. That's the idea. Yeah. So we'll, you know, we'll, we'll follow it. Check it out. Yeah, you know, I mean, hey, to, it might, might be I, a good I, thing I, for us to... I come skeptical, but... That's fine with I'm me. I'm a skeptical I person. Just, <laughs> nah. You? <laughs> I don't believe that. I saw a photo of you the other day. Full beard. Fuller than you have now. Fuller than now. And a suit... And with some big tall dude, this was must have been back when in your so that, in my, your lobbying that's days. That's my that's my nah. <laughs> and long hair. I think the picture that you're talking about is a is a Halloween picture. <laughs> my brother's next to me with yeah. a giant. Uh, he has a giant like yes, an oversized a gi- champagne yes, glass does, full yes, of beer. Right, does right and, and a giant's uh, jersey on. That was a Halloween in Chico, and uh, that's probably the. The rest of the story that I can tell. That's, that's, that's all that's I can it, say huh? about that one. It was Chico. It was Halloween. Um, we ended up at Top I, Flight at I, three in the morning. Yeah, I didn't uh, have a costume, so I put on a blazer and a tie and sunglasses. Dude, and you looked like one of the Blues Brothers. So that was it. Basically, yeah, was myself. Yeah, yeah. I, went, I went as myself for Halloween. I've of? done that before. You know, I mean, yeah. well, my, my who are you? I'm an ad guy. You know, <laughs> so, my hero, Wavy Gravy. Uh, who basically is in a costume every day of his life, wears, wears a suit and tie on Halloween and dresses like a normal person. I love that. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. God, can, he can barely get up anymore. Yeah, he's Seriously. you know he's uh, lived several lifetimes. He and, has, and, and now he's done 80s. a lot of good. Yeah. That's the thing. You know, from telling people don't take the brown acid at uh, uh, Woodstock to uh, you know camp win a rain win a rainbow and, and is the camp win a rainbow yeah. getting you know. Kids from all over the world into you know nature and learning performance art and life skills and and uh, and then also the Seva Foundation you know essentially curing blindness uh, unnecessary blindness uh, around the world they've done like millions of cataract operations uh, wonderful all over the third world so and, 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 and this is a guy but you're good where it does you know, the I, most. I, I don't know his real name Hugh Romney. Okay, now I do. Now you and, do. and you know, I think I, I think somewhere in the past uh, that came that comes back. But uh, you know, yeah. wavy gravy. Uh, when when I was at uh, Sam Andrews uh, um, Memorial or Celebration of Life in San Francisco, you know, I, I've I've got the backstage pass. I'm doing the photos for the band. And I've got David Getz as a, you know he's introducing me to everybody, and it, it was a blast. Everybody that was the epicenter of hippie dumb at that point you know i mean it was just everybody was there uh, or the time that uh, jerry and the boys showed up at uh, jefferson airplane and friends at the at the lobby bar at the fairmont if you can imagine that yeah i'm leaving the fairmont after being there a couple weeks i see him putting up the sign I check right back in for two days because <laughs> because don't clean we, the room. <laughs> we were so hungover after that night because they played until I mean we weren't smoking anything. We were drinking mm. and yeah, I mean well, that's yeah, your first well, vodka is known for well yeah. in that. There's, in that quantity there's sulfite hang cer- there's sulfite cer- there, no, headaches and then no, there's it's vodka just headaches. vodka hangover. So anyway, yeah, John, I'm not as old as you. I remember wavy gravy for me was. Um, what your Bread. mom made? No, it was, uh, <laughs> it was the Ben and Jerry's ice cream, um, <laughs> but named after him. Uh, but but it was um, money from Cher- that went to Cherry camp. Garcia. Cherry Garcia. That's right. Wavy gravy. Yeah, but my dad into. would take us to the Bread and Roses um, concerts, yeah, um, cool. and Wavy usually showed up with Bonnie. You know, there was Bonnie Raitt, Mimi Farina, Joan Baez, yeah. and. Um, Robin Williams would come, but I remember uh, Wavy was usually at God, Robin events. Williams. You know, the bridge now going into the city tunnel. is now the, ro- the, tunnel. the tunnel. Yeah, uh, is now the Robin Williams 
right. tunnel. So that's, right. saw that the other night. So. That's fitting. So I have now had three different um, rosés, and I'm just going to blow off the bandel because it <laughs> okay. just it just it wasn't to my taste. Okay. The steel plow um, was really interesting for my taste. Uh, what's the last? Uh, Vineyard. Uh, we call it the the Miller Vineyard. Is the the guy Chris Miller who owns the vineyard? Okay, um, it's just yeah, unreal. Soda uh, Canyon. It's absolutely perfect for my taste, and there are reasons. I mean, well, there's only 25 cases of it, John. Hint. hint. No, that's what you hear me. That's what hear me winking into that's the what microphone. You, Winery sixteen six hundred dot com. <laughs> and DaneSellers dot com. Right. That's right. Well, he doesn't have a rosé no, right now. We don't there. make a rosé, but my I give my uh, nod to the uh, steel plow. Yeah, the steel plow is pretty that's, classical. That's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's where it's at. Acid mm-hmm. for days. Acid for days. days. I can't wait to drink yeah. it in like three years. Cause it sounds like a dead concert. <laughs> right. Acid for days. <laughs> right. <laughs> Didn't you just see four dead we, concerts? We, did, we made it through two whole episodes before we brought up the fact that I'm still recovering from... Uh, that's right. Four, four shows in five nights. Dead and Company, two at the Hollywood Bowl. Uh, my Jeez. first ever... He's gone, bomb scare, he's gone, help on the way. <laughs> oh, uh, I heard about that. And yeah. then, uh, so first time, I kept telling people, my first bowl. Uh, the first time, <laughs> my first time at the Hollywood Bowl. Uh, and then two shows at, at you know, home, home base at Shoreline, which was, you know, where I grew up running around when Shoreline was brand new. So going back there. To see the dead is uh, is pretty fun. And uh, what what did Bob Weir say once the bomb scare was yeah. over? He came back. Bob Weir always effusive. Uh, <laughs> so you know, they the middle of the song, they rush the band off stage. Probably eight ten minutes. We're kind of sitting there in the dark. Nobody's. You see some dogs on stage, like people with handlers. And then and then the band comes back on stage, and Bob Weir goes, "All right, all clear." Kind of, kind and then of. three, two, one, back into he's gone, and you're like, what the? <laughs> wow, <laughs> kind clear, of, baby. like how you're gonna drop kind a kind of? of. <laughs> we said something. Like, well, you well, know. it's because the dogs found something that he didn't want. Yeah, them exactly. To find. <laughs> right. I'll clear, kind of. I'm gonna have a lawyer, but you know, I'll clear. Oh my god, what a nightmare! You have drug sniffing dogs at the dead <laughs> show. <laughs> right? No, that's no, a nightmare no, no. for the dogs. Really, you got to feel bad for those dogs. <laughs> They're like, it's I everywhere. Know what direction do you want me to go here, guy? <laughs> like, yeah, I can't figure this out, man. Woof, woof, woof. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have some, please? <laughs> and they're like, well, oh, no, we were supposed to bring the bomb-sniffing dogs. The, right, the wrong dogs. <laughs> and I have my weed socks ankle on. Breast, yeah, your ankle bracelet on? Your <laughs> <laughs> ankle bracelet on. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, Sorry, I forgot this is radio. That's <laughs> no, okay. No, but ever since, you know, since I don't have to wear a tie to the ad agency anymore, Joan buys me socks. So I've got, you know, Golden Gate socks, uh Eiffel Tower socks, radio socks, weed socks. No, socks are the new ties. You know, that's, yeah. that's socks the deal, are the new ties. That's a thing so, now. Yeah, I've seen that. Flea uh, was just 15 years too early to that. Well, <laughs> socks on your feet. <laughs> socks on your feet, okay. <laughs> that happened to Petaluma. That was Petaluma. Is that, that the happened Phoenix, to Petaluma. Phoenix, the Phoenix Theater? The Phoenix Theater, yeah. God damn, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have to tell me about this. Oh, the uh, the... Red Hot Chili Peppers. The Red Hot Chili yeah. Peppers played. I mean, I think they did this. It was part of their deal, but right. they played the Phoenix Theater and they came out the last song and the lights went dark and uh, they walked out. Lights came back on and they were all standing there playing their instruments and the only thing they had on was a sock. Yep. A single sock. Single That's sock. It. Not it. on their feet. Yep. <laughs> they would do yeah, that at the Katati uh, Cabaret, too. Yeah. That's perfect. Back in the day. There you go. Yep. So. Yep. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Socks Jeez, of the takes, us, takes us back. Right. When was that, man? 90? Something oh, like that? No. 80. Uh, mid earlier. Okay. 5, 86. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I was like going that. to shows the Phoenix then, too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's, I like the Mystic. I like you know all those shows. Uh, tonight uh, is... Jackie Green at the Mystic, right? Is that last night? Uh, I think it's tonight, but also tonight is uh, Dave Aguilar is playing with um, Quicksilver and oh. Barry Melton and all that stuff. Uh, you know, I mean, th- forget anybody who's ever been with the airplane because it's now a cover band you know but quite frankly i mean quicksilver yeah no if you can if you can handle david freeberg but you know his his tune about what about me you know you've 
you know, you poisoned our sweet waters. You've cut down our green trees. What about me? I mean, it's it's more true today than when he wrote it in what '68 or something like that. Frustrating as hell for somebody like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Or, right. I'm or still singing this song. Right? Why the hell do I have to still sing this damn song? <laughs> <laughs> Fix this already. Right. And why is it still relevant? Yeah. Why is it still relevant? <laughs> yeah. Well. Had, Talked well. I've been watching. I can't figure out reality anymore because I'm right at the end of House of Cards. I've also I've also picked <laughs> oh up on on Designated Survivor with Keith right. Sutherland and what's going on in the White House. I have no idea what's and the reality most unbelievable anymore. plot is what's actually happening. The, the yes. one that's in real life playing <laughs> and, out. And, and you know, Kevin Spacey said winner. that we right. wrote this a long time ago, and we had no idea what was going to go on. We had so we just wrote it, and all yeah. of a sudden, this is reality. Jesus yeah. Christ, you know, crazy stuff. So I tried to watch House of Cards, and then I tried to binge House of Cards, and then it was in my brain, and I couldn't sleep. I had to stop. It was like I was like there in the trenches watching. I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Well, yeah, but you've been a you know you've been in politics. Yeah, that that, that so probably helped you know, or hurt the situation. Yeah, I found a letter to me from to, from the local campaign manager for McCarthy. Thank you, John, for working for Eugene McCarthy so hard. I enjoyed wow. working with you all this. This goes back to high school, man. I mean, that's a long time ago. But, you know, had had it gone his way or it had, you know, had Nixon not been elected, he would never would have left. We wouldn't have had if, Ford. We, you know, it's so much. If Nixon hadn't been elected, Trump wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> well, <laughs> right. There's no blueprint. Have, yeah, there would <laughs> have been no tape. And he doesn't drink. I. I Personally, that's just wrong. I don't trust people yeah, who don't drink. I don't Honestly, have you seen those you know, tweets at three o'clock yeah. in the morning? I think I think that's something else. Those look like my tweets at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but fortunately, Brian doesn't have twenty-five million followers. <laughs> who is it that's up at three in the morning, insanely tweeting? Me, Coke freaks. <laughs> no, I mean Coke it's freaks. just you know that that's what it. Or restaurant employees. Yeah, yeah. Well, right. there you go. I'm yeah. getting home at one by three. Yeah, by three o'clock I'm winding down. Yeah, yeah. Man, your lifestyle is so different. I seriously, I'm 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 in bed by nine thirty, and I'm I'm not a late night person. No, well, that's it. What would you What would you do if somebody ordered a well done steak with ketchup at Sante? I'll bring that for you right away. Actually, it's <laughs> not going to be right away. It's going to be about a half an hour. Um, yeah, we're not one of those places that argues with people. We are one of those places that says, yes, of course. Yes, of course. Yes, of Get course. that for you right away. As you wish. <laughs> and, and you bow as you walk away. That's right. Or, Actually, or, or curtsy um, to... Uh, they're going to change the style of Sante a little bit. Now, this is breaking news. Um, breaking news on the winemakers podcast. Not really out there in Radio the... Radio Misfits um, podcast It's not network. out there in the universe, but they're, um, they're going to move away from the white linen... Um, service that they're cool. doing at the restaurant, um, and I think millennials are are starting to pop up in force, and they want um, they want fine dining service, they want good food and good wine, but they don't want the the pomp and circumstance of uh, white linen service. And I know this New York, it's gone that way. I don't know how it is in Chicago, but people are sort of moving away from the more formal. Um, style of service, yeah, fine dining, formal dining thing is yeah. You know, people want they want fine dining. Um, they want they want you to hit all the marks that you do with fine dining. They want you to to have good food. They want you to have good wine, but they just don't want the stuffiness um, that people sometimes feel with the white linen service. So, um, I know the one comment from our sommelier was, "Well, how are people going to look at the color of the wine?" I mean, it's pretty dark in there at night, and um, you got candles. Um, well, hold it over the candle. That's actually that's, that's, not. A, I mean, it's not a terrible question. I, uh, no, it's not. I, it's I not didn't a, think uh, about it until he said it. You have yeah. a white uh, napkin, probably though. We don't. You know, it's it's no? uh, kind of like a beige colored napkin. We might have to get a get, white napkin white just uh, just have a little background for people. Um, but yeah, the world's a changing. Um, hmm. So, so it does make you think that are less people actually looking at the color, right? Are they relying more on? You know the suggestion. I'm only looking at it if it's browned out. You know, right. if it's really old. If it's, right. you know, I've had people, <laughs> an ex friend come out, and I'm bringing up beautiful wines, and he's 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 doing his thing, and he's 
Oh man, this is this is really browned out. I can't drink this. <laughs> it's really browned no. out. Oh no, that's a bad. As, as we pour seventeen-year-old Zinfandel here. Thank you very much. Right. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it has the it's beginnings beautiful. of some yeah. some brick happening on the, the edges there. <laughs> Maybe. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, guys. Um, thank you so much. Uh, Episode eight in the books. It's in the books, baby. By the time you hear this, the Warriors will be world champs. <laughs> Let's go! Come on, knock on, knock on, knock on wood, babe. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm a big, uh, very superstitious about who scores first. And I, taking my son to the Bulls games when he was a kid, I said, like, first one to a hundred wins, Mike. You know, that's it." And Christ, they were to 100 in the third quarter last night. First one to 120 in these yeah. games. First one to 120. Yeah, right. <laughs> the last couple games. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. They've been crazy insane. I'm happy to be there. That's all I can say. So, And Durant and Curry both looked great last night. And what those referees were thinking last night, I have no idea because those calls were insane. Well, you know, I just was, I was a, so pissed that, off. Some of that Chicago magic. There's a show on ESPN called, I think it's called The Jump, um, where they had uh, Tracy McGrady on and Scottie Pippen, and they were talking about, and this was right before game three, and they said, you guys have a prediction. And I, th- I think it was Scottie Pippen that said, I think the, um, the refs will make it so that we have another... Yes, and And T-Mac looked at him like, did you just say that? And he said, yep, uh, but Uh, he's been in enough finals. They tried in game three, and the Warriors were They were having none of it. Yeah, you couldn't even do it. But last night, I mean... Yes. Last night was Seven just games. flagrant. It Much was insane. I've never seen. Well, I mean, how much like money it. you think it is? How much money you think they make for every game that goes on TV? Well, and, and isn't that the reason why seven games now takes two and a half weeks? Well, and yeah, they right. also say that every it's game August. at here in town is twenty million dollars for the worth, home team. worth of beer and hot dogs for the home team. That's Yay. it. <laughs> so well, well hey they I, do that I, and maybe I, they can buy a few acres in Napa. I don't know <laughs> if they uh, sell wine down there, but I do know that you can get winery sixteen hundred at online. Uh, uh, at sixteen winery sixteen six hundred dot com. Sixteen the word, six hundred the number. And uh, Dane Sellers at danesellers.com. D-A-N-E. And just in case any um, really hot chicks want to send you photos. Fan mail? I, I don't Try. want any hot chick photos. If you, if you, if you want to come see me, um, uh, come to Sonoma. And what I want to promote is, um, uh, of course, Sam's Wine and Bart's Chenin Blanc, which I'm going to talk about every uh, week until delicious. it comes out. Um, until he gets himself some. Until I get some. And um, because it's Rosé Day, I think um, just to mention of Morgan's, the Ode to Lulu um, Rosé that we Name tried a few weeks ago yeah. was yeah. killer. Um, so just another Rosé if you're interested. Well, I'm always interested in more Rosés. And you can so. find that right. pretty much around the country. Uh, if fine wine and rest, fine wine restaurants right. around the country have, have bedrock. And, John, and, if, and if anyone out there hasn't heard of Sean Blue, and I'll spell it for you. C-H-E-N-E, Blue, B-L-E-U. Their rosé is, I think it won Best Rosé in the World last year in London at a competition. Absolutely stunning um, stuff. And, and then John really likes the Heloise, the um, the I like all of them. I mean, we bought everything they had. Can we get yeah. John to buy us some of that rosé? And I know we're, we're kind of about supporting local wines, but these people are off the charts. It's local. That's just, it's local to France. It's local to um, the Rhone Valley. Well, you know, Philippe Camby actually went there and helped him out when they first took over no, the property. He's uh, Philippe yeah. was sitting right where you were sitting in it. Uh, I could tell. Know. Chair's a little loose. <laughs> yeah. <a> different chair. <laughs> <laughs> that dude has some girth. I'm just oh, saying. He's a good the guy. Dude is big. Yep. You he's, know, a, he's got a reputation in the same He's size. a wine lover yeah, and a food lover. Is. Oh, he's he a is. food lover. Man. We love those so. people. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, again, we are the winemakers. It's Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, Brian Casey, and I'm John Myers. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thanks. Thanks, guys. <laughs> The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at RadioMisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you.